We, we, we really don't like swallowing our pride. Pride is a huge motivator in our lives. Um, I'm not going to be really open with you or vulnerable about when I have not, when I've swallowed, had to swallow my pride. I, I won't, I'm not being that honest with you today. <laughs> so I'll give you a silly example. Um, grade 13. You're like 17 years old. I was 17 at the time, maybe 18, grade 13, back in Ontario. And uh, in our English class, we had uh, an old fella who just loved Shakespeare so much. And uh, I never got it. I mean, don't you really think Shakespeare, every one of those things turns out the same way, right? Anyways, no, I'm just joking. He's, he's pretty good. So uh, anyway, Shakespeare. This guy just loved Shakespeare. And every year, everybody knew it. You did grade 13 English. You had to put on a Shakespearean production. You didn't sign up for it, right? You just had to do it, right? And uh, so it wasn't like the full production, but we did Hamlet. And uh, I got the soliloquy, to be or not to be, this is the quick, you know, whether it is, and I can't even remember it now. Whether it is nowhere in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Which is cool. Like, I thought that's pretty cool. I got that really, I mean, that's the big one, right? Pretty cool. What I didn't anticipate was the fact that I had to, like everyone else, wear green tights. <laughs> With nothing over them. Like, just green tights and a t-shirt. In front of the whole school, I was wearing green tights, and I swallowed my pride <laughs> to do that. I did not want to do that, and I had to do it to get a grade. So pride is a, a strong motivator. We don't like to swallow our pride. I think it's very interesting, as we've been studying Jesus' words, a lot of it has to do with the Pharisees at this point. And he's talking about their hypocrisy. And he's pointing out how important your heart is. Not just what you do or what you say, what you present. But what's going on inside of here, right? And one of the things that the Pharisees really struggled with was Jesus just didn't add up to their estimate of the Messiah. They, I mean, this was just the carpenter's son from, you know, a backwater town in Galilee. I mean, really? And what was worse, after they conspired against him and they crucified him, that was even more of a reason to disdain him because 
how in the world would the Savior of the world, why would God in his right mind make the Messiah someone who would die a miserable death on a cross? <clears throat> this is why uh, Paul wrote these words to the Corinthians. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. <laughs> it's foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Nobody wants to play the fool. No one wants to uh, accept something that is considered demeaning. No one wants to swallow their pride. I think it's really interesting that God, in planning a, his redemption for the world, chose to be crucified. <laughs> he chose to be, he chose a, a humiliating, and a, just a humiliating death. That he would choose that. It's interesting because the very first sin is pride. And so, to reverse the toxic effect of sin, Christ and God chose the foolishness of the cross. We choose something that in this world is foolishness. Don't you feel that in our world today? That, you know, if you can admit that you're a follower of Christ, that people all, you know, kind of just, all, all of a sudden they just, well, kind of write you off as someone who's simple-minded or somebody who's really doesn't know too much, not very sophisticated, and obviously not very, you know, worldly. We have chosen the foolishness of the cross. Christ chose that as the path to redemption because our issue is pride. Our issue is not wanting to swallow our pride And so, as we come to the table today, we come as those who are willing to swallow our pride, <laughs> willing to accept, as I said to the kids, that we've done something wrong and that we need forgiveness. 
And it's only through Christ and his death and resurrection that we can have that forgiveness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, your wisdom exceeds our wisdom in a way that we don't even get. But we do feel the burn. <clears throat> we do feel the burn of having to humble ourselves in order to be made right with you. And that's because our pride is so powerful in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would humble us, that you would break us, and that we would not look on participation in this table as something to feel proud of, but rather we would come in humility, putting our faith entirely in you, knowing that we have nothing that brings us into a right relationship with you. So we thank you. We thank you so much. We confess our pride. We pray, Lord, that you would forgive us and that we would humbly accept your great gift of redemption, but also your ongoing forgiveness as we continue to do prideful things and try to run our own lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>